Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Our sportsman, Jamie Wall, has just walked into the studio. Kia to you. Hey, yo, what's happening? Everybody hates the Super Bowl. Tell them why they're wrong. Do they? I don't hate it. Well, all the people who are texting me tonight are are saying that. They're all saying, why are you talking about this bloody American football? Nobody in New Zealand likes it, um, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I apologize to those people. I mean, you just had a half an hour of mouse chat, so you're going to talk about it. 10 minutes (laughs) to 12 minutes. There's discipline around here, thank you. Uh, I I really enjoyed the Super Bowl today. I, you, I enjoyed every part of it. I enjoyed I enjoyed the halftime show. I enjoyed Taylor Swift. I enjoyed I enjoyed the fact that it's just sh- such a cultural lens yeah. on American society. That's what I like. And everything that I feel about it, you know, I went through a real downer. I didn't really enjoy the Super Bowl for a while there. Mm. You know, in the in the uh, part of the last decade because of what was happening in America. Right and now, I feel like I'm kind of back on board. <laughs> with what was going on, what's going on, over there. and it was all it was Taylor Swift chugging a beer. That that's what got you there. I think it was. I think I see hope. <laughs> I think she represented a great deal of hope for for that country. There was really a part of me that was hoping that Travis Kelsey would propose to Taylor Swift on the field after being given the. Well, we don't know that he didn't. Uh, well, we. I feel like right we probably now would though. Well, right now they might be at some one of those drive-in chapels in Las Vegas somewhere. So <laughs> stranger things have happened. It, Britney Spears did it. What did you actually make of the game? Uh, from an on-field point of view, it it's probably not going to go down as like one of the most classic Super Bowls. Yes, it did go to overtime. The only the second time mm. a Super Bowl's ever done that, so it definitely had a dramatic finish. Uh, but it took a while to get there. Mm. It was a bit of a slow burn. It was. If you're an American football aficionado, you probably would have appreciated the fact that both teams had really figured each other out, mm. which is why it took quite a while for the first points to score. And it's always fascinating to see which team can make their adjustments on the fly out on the field. And for a while there, like San Francisco had were the team that had done that. Hmm. Uh, and that, that really kind of makes you understand the work that the coaches are doing to sort of identify what's what can go right and what can go wrong out there. So uh, it looked for a while like the 49ers were going to do it. Um, and then the Chiefs just came right at the absolute best possible time because it's a real game of momentum. Mm. And you want to be the one who's getting the momentum right at the end there. And they did. American sports seem almost um, manufactured to get really exciting at the end and to have a really drawn-out finish. And I both love that and hate it. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like because they're the oldest professional sports that they figured out really early on that they have to tell a story. Give the people what they want, yeah. And a story has to have a an, uh, a great ending, you know, and so in order to do that, you, you contrive the game. And also, it's much easier to make movies yeah. uh, out of those sort of things. That's which, true. Which they probably had in mind That's at the someone... time. And write screenplays because the NFL, like the WWE, is, is actually just a pre-written soap opera where the winners are preordained and everybody's just well yeah and this year they completely brought it over the top by bringing in their special guest stars (laughs) and she's done just fantastic things for the game to be to be perfectly honest with you like the 
what she's done yeah. uh, has not only increased uh, ratings, but it's actually given that league a much needed, I guess, reputational boost. Mm. Uh, because I mentioned before about how I wasn't really into the NFL for a while after, and a lot of it was to do with um, the treatment of Colin Kaepernick, mm. uh, and. It's why Rihanna turned down appearing at the at the Super Bowl. It's why a lot of people kind of turned off, why the ratings um, went down. And it feels like this is a moment where they've realized that having this really important, you know, popular female presence in their game, which they've welcomed with open mm. arms, they which have. is not something that they would have done mm. um, that long ago. It really kind of shows that they've they've figured out that their audience is much more than just blokes on the couch drinking beer whenever i watch the nfl i i think thank god america doesn't play normal sports like the rest of the world because they would absolutely beast everybody does that ever get into your mind oh yeah a little bit i mean the thing is that the, the americans do do that you just get to watch the olympics mm, yeah that's uh yeah, that's true actually yeah that's um where they come home with all their gold medals and, and everything like that i guess uh yeah, we're just kind of lucky that they never really took rugby seriously. Although they are hosting a World Cup uh, in seven years, so maybe they'll be all right at it by then. Let's go round ball. Um, local round ball first. Mm. And the Wellington Phoenix, who are flying high. Top of the table? Yes, five points clear. But <sighs> when the Warriors were, you know, pulling up trees... Mm-hmm. Massive momentum, massive grassroots movement springing up behind, you know, pushing them on. The Phoenix just don't say, I mean, what, the the, the latest match, I think five or 6,000 turned out for it, which is not bad, but why why isn't the same thing happening with the Phoenix? Well, I've been thinking about this all day because it's a great question, and I've got a couple answers to it. And one of them I think some people aren't going to like. First one, and their coach, Giancarlo Italiano, who's a great guy to deal with, mm. by the way, really nice bloke, uh, came out and said, look, New Zealand's not a football country. He's right. Mm. It's not. In saying that, <laughs> it was able to turn itself into one last year for the Women's World Cup. Mm. I think w- what he actually means is it's not a club football uh, right. country. Mm, and yeah. we don't have this week-in, week-out following of teams that you have – overseas and the culture behind club football is quite different to what it is international level there's that the second one is they're based in wellington and wellington has completely fallen out of love with sports they don't like going to the stadium anymore um the hurricanes don't draw crowds the npc team doesn't draw anyone at all uh, and the Phoenix are just kind of suffering from the fact that there just seems to be just a lot of apathy in Wellington around sporting events. And you say that as a Wellingtonian who loves Wellington. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can show you my tattoo, man. <laughs> right. So, uh, what, that, I mean, that all sounds a bit depressing. It is. It is. And it's a shame because they're going to come up here and play a game in Auckland in a month. Yeah. And they're probably going to pull about 20,000 at Eden Park, uh, which is great for the upcoming Auckland A-League team that's getting announced that's coming up but I just feel like they almost in, need to win the title outright or at least make the uh, go deep in the, the A-League playoffs in order for Wellingtons, Wellingtonians to actually get out and put some bums on seats. Well I mean the Breakers won the, the NBL a, a couple of years back didn't they and, and basketball 
isn't really taken off in the way that maybe it's just a non-rugby and rugby related sports thing maybe we only have room in our hearts for one game and the ball is egg shaped <laughs> well maybe but i think wellingtonians don't even care about that right. anymore mm-hmm. because yeah like i said the canes don't get much of a crowd the, the npc team doesn't get anybody uh, i just i just think that Something needs to be reinvigorated in the Wellington sports scene. I don't think they're going to be building any, any stadium, new stadiums anytime soon. Um, but it just kind of feels like right now the Phoenix are sort of just knocking on the door of being really kind of relevant, but people need to get out and do this. I think, I think to be honest, the Wellington sporting public need to step up and get out and support this team because it's not often that a Wellington team <laughs> is winning something. Yeah, no, that's true. Yep. Yeah. I was there, Highlanders versus oh, Hurricanes. Yeah, it was a great day. <laughs> um, Johnny Krojic writes, The Super Bowl finish was amazing. I don't even like rugby, but the drama was moving. The expected parochialism of the critics is very droll. Um, sticking with football, and a very quick word on the African Cup of Nations, which just wrapped up Cote d'Ivoire beating Nigeria in the final water tournament. Love Africa. Uh I, w- I would uh, probably rate it as my favourite international football tournament. Um, my favourite thing about this is that Cote d'Ivoire have gone through, won it, won it on home soil as well, uh, after losing their first game 4-0 to that real powerhouse of football, Equatorial Guinea. <laughs> uh, they then lost their next game, group stage, were all but out of the tournament, so they fired their coach, um, then managed to scrape through to the second round, went on an absolute run, were down 1-0, in the final against the Super Eagles of Nigeria and managed to come back and win 2-1. Delirious scenes in the capital there. Oh, gosh, I can't remember what it's called. But the capital of Cote d'Ivoire. I tell you what, they're having a great time over in Cote d'Ivoire right now. Yeah, no, they most definitely are. All right, let's talk rugby quickly. And uh, the New Zealand Provincial Rugby Union's in a spot of money bother. Mm. Mm. Now... This this is an interesting story because it goes a bit deeper than just what's on the surface here. Now, they, like a few other businesses in New Zealand, are, are getting asked to pay back uh, some of their COVID subsidies mm-hmm. that got paid out. Now, I don't think anything underhand has happening, happened. I think that, that, you know, it's just it was a pretty wild and crazy time when all that got paid out, there's been some sort of misunderstandings going on and that applied for things twice. This is all of the rugby unions. The issue, though, is that they're getting asked to pay back a lot of money and it's money that they don't really have. And what it's, the flow-on effect is that some of the Silver Lake money that come out of that big deal that got signed um, last year is going to have to be used to bail them out. Part of it, it, that, that was part of the motivation of signing that Silver Lake deal, right? Was the f- mm. financial precarity of the provincial unions, and now exactly. And it feels like a lot of just how precarious the situation is is becoming really exposed, uh, because it feels like a lot of the initial payout uh, that went to some of these unions just went down without even touching the sides. Right. So. It's if they weren't sustainable then, and they're not sustainable now. How are they going to be sustainable in the future? And the MSD payment thing is just sort of maybe just this a bit of a red herring because it's just uncovered. But it has uncovered this really quite significant financial problem that's going on, and it's going to force New Zealand may force New Zealand rugby's hand to do something about it. New Zealand's playing Australia in cricket pretty soon. Oh yeah. Are you excited? Oh hell yeah. 
I, I, well, I'm excited because you hardly ever get to see them. Why not? Why not? Because Aussies got better, better things to do. They reckon. <laughs> they've got to play the Ashes. They've got to play against India. They've got to do that like every sort of two out every three years. Everybody except those three are second-class citizens in the world of cricket. Well, to 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 be fair to Australia, they've always treated us like second-class citizens. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they didn't play an actual proper test match. I think they played one in the 1940s, and they didn't play us again in a test match for another, like, 37 years. Mm. Uh, and matches against them have been really few and far between. To be fair... Kind of like it that way because it makes it extra special mm. when they when they come over or we go over there. They've named an incredibly yeah. strong team, mm. and I think it's off the back of that test loss they just had to the West Indies of the Gabba, where they are looking at the World Test Championship, which is something they obviously want to retain. You can't drop many games, you can't mm. draw or lose too many games, so they have to make sure that they they're winning out from here. So they want to make sure that they're going to win these test matches. So it's great to see that they're bringing over a top string side because the current test series against South Africa, all the chat's just been about how weak the South African team team is. It is. Mm. Which it is. It is. And I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed seeing Russian Ravindra score a double century the other day. It was cool. But at the same time, I want to see a proper test match. I hope we don't get absolutely wiped out by the Aussies. But uh, you know, it's going to take it's going to take some really first class cricket in order for us to to compete with them. You know, the Australian cricket team introduced me to the, the concept of swearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. They, um, uh, it was they also introduced me to the concept of bad sportsmanship. Yeah, <laughs> it was back in. Um, they think they toured New Zealand in the late maybe ninety nine two thousand, and I was living in Wellington at the time. Maybe it was yeah, I think it was ninety nine, and. Um, it was day five of the test, and I paid my 20 bucks to get in there with mum, and we were getting absolutely smoked, and Glenn McGrath was fielding on the fine league boundary at about half past four, and everybody had had a bit much to drink, and they didn't like Glenn McGrath very much. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let's just say some of those words I still don't know the meaning of. Um, let's talk NRL very quickly before we let you go, and Christchurch, mm. and how these two things relate to one another. Yeah, yeah, this is one of those stories that just sort of pops up every year or so uh, where there's talk of an NRL expansion team. It's usually before the season starts, which is the the time right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And all the venues get put out. It's always Perth, Adelaide. Uh, This year they seem to be quite keen on Papua New Guinea. There's an interesting story there, actually. Maybe we'll talk Mm. about that during the week. I'll I'll clue you in on why they want to put a team in Papua New Guinea. Okay. Uh, And Christchurch or Wellington always gets brought up. And the the drums are beating quite hard for Christchurch because of the new stadium that's getting built down there. And the the logic behind it seems quite sound. I'd be quite keen for this to happen yeah. because I think that a Warriors versus a Canterbury or Christchurch-based NRL side would be a really unique event. I reckon it would be really cool. Whether it's going to happen, I doubt, I doubt it. I think there's probably places on the NRL's list that are – higher than Christchurch mm. but I think with this new stadium it's really going to put put them in a good position to if there is a serious bid to go in like a lot of things need to happen in order for it to happen but the stadium's the, the best possible start they can have for that so you know fingers crossed we could have an island of origin game north versus oh. south oh absolutely I, I mean, don't know why we don't do more of that stuff in New Zealand north versus south stuff oh I know I know well I mean they, they had the, the old rugby match that used to go around why do they stop that 
I've good question. There's just not enough room in the in the in the in the calendar. Jamie Wall, thank you. No worries. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Never a joy. Always a joy. Never a chore. That's the phrase <laughs> that I was looking for uh, to describe my conversations with Jamie Wall, who is one of our sports correspondents. He pops in every three weeks or so. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.